Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful uh, Friday. <laughs> I think a second. And uh, thank goodness it's finally the weekend. And uh, some of us can actually uh, sleep in a little bit tomorrow. It's the only day of the week I get to sleep in and uh, kind of stinks. It's not always fun getting up at 3.30 and 4 every morning and uh, look forward to uh, uh, Saturday to sleep in uh, uh, just a hair. But uh, usually, though, I'm up early anyway, so it don't really matter. Even it never fails in the days you, you have to get up early, you want to sleep. And the days you can sleep, you get up early. So it just it is what it is. So. But anyway, but I do hope everybody's doing well today and uh, and, and ready for a uh, fun, safe, and enjoyable weekend. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are trying to finish up and or maybe even get started on uh, your Christmas. I've got a few things I got to finish up on. But uh, my mom and dad, I tell you what, they are the worst uh, to shop for because if they want something, they go get it, and it's just. Uh, it makes it almost impossible to find something you think they're going to like. So I'm going to try to make them something. But uh, time has not been on my side uh, where uh, we're trying to start this business and uh, trying to get these orders out. So I've not really had the time to put in like I wanted to to uh, build them some things. So I uh, uh, don't know. But uh, good morning, Miss Angel. Uh, thanks for watching this morning. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance, if we may. If you all want to uh, or can, stand and uh, let us do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for being able to say that pledge. Well, I tell you what, I, I love our country. There's no other greater country on this world than America. Good morning, Kelly. But I tell you what, guys and gals, I, I covet your prayers this morning. I really, really need your prayers. I'm really battling a lot of uh, anger. Uh, this uh, Cynthia Johnson, this representative out of Michigan, uh, getting on... Uh, uh, un unapologetically, uh, she got online and uh, threatened Trump supporters. Many of y'all may have seen that. And uh, I tell you what, I, I, I'm dealing with anger with how this election was stolen to begin with. Good morning, Charlie. He's a good man. And uh, I'm dealing with anger with how this election was stolen to begin with. And, uh, you know, these whiny, crybaby little liberals, and when they don't get their way, they throw their little tantrums. They want to burn down their cities. They want to burn down businesses. And uh, uh, conservatives, for the most part, have looked the other way. Liberals uh, can uh, say derogatory comments in regards to conservatives and Trump supporters alike. And uh, for the most part, we take it. But I want to tell you something. You know, when I was, uh, Charlie's watching this morning, me and him went to high school together. Before I went to Daniel Boone, I went to Tri-City Christian School. And I was bullied, and I was bullied a lot because of my uh, ethnicity, uh, uh, because people found out my grandmother was Japanese, uh, my weight. And uh, when I was bullied, good morning, Verda, I would take, they would make fun of me, I wouldn't say nothing. They'd push me around, I wouldn't react. 
But eventually, you know, sometimes I took more than I should have took. Eventually, I started swinging. And I think that's what we're going to see. You know, there's a, there's a sleeping beast, if you will, uh, among, uh, among uh, conservatives. And uh, uh, I think that uh, this woman, the Cynthia Johnson, who has threatened Trump supporters, I think she's going to wake up a beast they wish they would have left alone. They're going to poke a bear that's going to be more than they can handle. And I know somebody as nutty as I am can have that kind of emotion. Uh, I can't imagine what other people are feeling. Uh, so pray for me this morning. I'm, I'm tell you what, I'm really having to fight uh, uh, this anger I'm feeling towards liberals, these progressive liberals, uh, people threatening us as Trump supporters. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. So keep me in your prayers. Uh, we need to pray for this country like never before. And as hard as it is, pray for leaders like this Cynthia Johnson, who's, uh, 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 you know, I just want to go on. <laughs> Let's dive into our word this morning because I want to keep on till I start getting myself angry again. And that's not what we need. So uh, we're going to look at Psalm 89, verse 7. Let me bring that up here. Psalm 89, verse 7 says, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. All right, as me Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, we look at these verse here. Uh, God is to be greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to, and to be had in reverence. You know, when we look at the word reverence, uh, we look at that uh, the feeling of great respect uh, towards an almighty God. And I think that uh, there are many uh, within the church, uh, I think because of their, maybe they grew up in the church, uh, maybe they, you know, uh, they, they've been a Christian for a long time, uh, they no longer uh, have uh, that reverence uh, towards God uh, anymore. They no longer have that respect towards God. They have this uh, Jesus is my buddy mentality uh, that, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, what's another one of these uh, things that uh, people say all the time. Anyway, um, you know, it's not that Jesus isn't our friend, so to speak, but God is our heavenly father and demands and deserves that reverence and that respect. I think a lot of people within the church take their relationship with God too lightly. And as a result, a lot of secular secularism is creeping in the church, and uh, uh, it is a, an affront uh, to our sensibilities and our convictions as Christians. Because when you allow secularism, which is a man-centered uh, philosophy, it takes God out of the equation. Instead of being God-centered, you become man-centered. That's when there is a problem, all right? And, uh, and so as a result, that's why we're seeing a lot of New Age philosophy creeping into the church. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, uh, but uh, my dad wrote a good article on yoga and how it's creeped into the churches. And I've had, uh, in fact, just recently, I had uh, a couple of women blasting me uh, because of, uh, I said that uh, yoga did not belong in the church. And, you know, you know, it is what it is. You know, you may not always like everything that I say, so be it. You know, we can agree to disagree, but, you know, I'm not going to compromise on the principles. I'm not going to compromise on God's word 
just to make you happy. And that's the problem with too many pastors. That's why we have, have seen this secular, secularism uh, be on the rise within churches because too many pastors refuse to stand on the whole word of God to be the true men of calling that God has called them to be. And, you know, and so as a result, uh, that's why we've, we've got these, these milk toast, weak need, spineless pastors out there who uh, all they want to do is have this Joel Osteen kind of attitude and just smile at everybody and just make everybody happy and, and just pat them on the little head and tell them that everything's going to be okay. You know, and it doesn't work that way. Now, I understand. I've, you know, I, I have some redneck tendencies and uh, uh and i and i can be uh kind of i don't want to say cold-hearted but i can be kind of hard sometimes and i and i don't mean to be thank you charlie thank you julian uh you know i don't i don't mean to come across as harsh i want to speak the truth in love but the fact that remains is uh, that we've got to stand on the whole word of god god demands that respect god is a jealous god and see, that's the problem here. See, you know, you've got people that just uh, see God as their their buddy or uh, the the big man in the sky. You know, you've heard people say that. Yeah, me and the the big man upstairs, we got a uh, we got a good thing going there. That's not showing respect. All right, he's not just the the big man upstairs. He's not just you know something flippant that people want to refer to. You know, I've heard people say, you know, I don't need church. I can go out there and 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 go fishing and have a relationship. Well. It's not to say that in part that isn't true. You, you can whether it's fishing, golfing, hunting, whatever it may be, you can still have communication with God. You know, you, you're right. You know, where, wherever you're at, and what you're doing, that there's there's nothing to say that that you cannot. But you don't need to forsake that assembling of yourselves together with like-minded believers. That's why it's important and imperative to be in church with other people in uh, in worship to God. The world, uh, because of the secularism, see, it goes back to ancient Israel, uh, where it just, uh, where anything just goes. Uh, there was a point in time, the verse escapes me, uh, where uh, it's just more, of course, I'm paraphrasing, where they just, you know, anything goes, whatever felt good, they did. Uh, and uh, that's what we're seeing uh, mirrored today, if it feels good, do it kind of situation. And instead of showing that respect, and we show that reverence to God, we're showing that obedience. We're showing obedience uh, in our attitudes, in our actions, uh, how we respond to other people, uh, how we respond to God in prayer, Bible study, tithing. You know, I, I don't get into tithing a whole lot because um, uh, there's so many pastors out there. That's that's all. You know, it's hurt Christianity because all they want to do is harp on money. I don't care. All right. I honestly, I do not care about your money. You know, obviously, a church is a business. Uh, it has we have to put, you know keep the lights on. Uh, we have evangelistic uh, things we have to concentrate on. Uh, we have uh, benevolence. So that you know that, that it goes to to to, per, to push God's work, and uh, people need to understand that. You know that that part aspect of it is true. But I'm a firm believer God's work done God's way will have God's provisions, and God will have that money there uh, provided for what needs to be done. And, uh, uh, you know, and but because as soon as you bring up tithe, that brings a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. Because, oh, here we go. It's pastors wanting print money. That's not what it's about, you know. But, um, but the thing of it is, we're honoring God in our tithes. We're showing who is in control. We're showing that faith that God's going to take care of all of our needs according to his riches and glory. 
And it took me a long time to, to understand that because, uh, you know, me and Brandy be like, you know, there's no way we can afford to tithe. But, you know, it seemed like every time we didn't, something would happen that, you know, very odd. It would come out to the, the, the same amount we would have had to tithe anyway, you know. But that's not, you know, the point is showing that obedience to God. That, that's where I'm getting at here. This isn't a message about tithing. It's a message about obedience to God. And what we stand for is a complete contrast to that that is in the world. And it goes back, you know, we're talking about secular, secularism uh, creeping into the churches and uh, creeping into um, uh, that, having that humanistic uh, philosophy, the justification of sins. Uh, you know, we see that. We see that removal of God-centeredness and, and that uh, replacing that with man-centeredness. We see that how people are, are uh, compromising on sin. We see how Christians want that affirmation from those in the world. And this is very something I was talking about just the other day. That is the problem with too many Christians are too worried about what other people think about them instead of being worried about what God thinks about them. And see, you know, there's a real problem there. See, they don't want to offend anybody. They don't want to be called the bigot. They don't want to be called judgment. See, that's how the people in the world want to shut us down when we start talking about things that they don't want to hear. They, want, they think they can shut us down. They say, well, you're a judgmental. You're a bigot. No, I don't judge. My daddy told me not to judge. You know, I mean, come on, people. I get so sick of that, uh, the erroneous use of those verses of, well, judge not lest you be judged. I, you know, the, you all know that's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. <laughs> it drives me insane. If there was no judgment, how would you know between right and wrong? If there was no judgment, uh, jails would be empty. I mean, there has to be judgment. God's Word tells us to judge. Judge by the same way we ourselves would be judged. Judge spiritually. All right? What we are not to judge, this, that's, that's, here is the, uh, the heart of what, uh, of what judging is talking about. If someone says they are saved, well, then that's between them and God. Obviously, if they're not producing fruit, if they're not demonstrating a lifestyle of, 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 of Christian ethics, then, you know, you're kind of begs the question, have they really given their lives over to Jesus Christ? But that's what that's referring to in regards to judging. And people don't like it uh, when I say that. Well, I, I, I was told not to judge. I'm not going to judge. Well, what do you base that on? You know, uh, well, that's, uh, that's, that's what my daddy said, or my granddaddy said, or well, what does the Bible say? You know, that, so you, you have the circular reasoning, you have the straw man argument uh, out there, or sometimes they want to do the red herring thing, uh, but uh, it, it is, uh, we are to judge. Uh, but like I said, we are to do it righteously, uh, not with uh, selfish judgment. But uh, we have got to get back to having reverence to God. You know, there's a lot of people who mock God, mock, you know, God won't be mocked. I'm going to tell you that right now. And uh, they want to make fun and make little jokes and they think it's funny. You know, so, so isn't it interesting that these comedians out there can make fun of God, can make fun of Christianity? Nobody says a word. But boy, if you used to say something about Muhammad or Islam, people's heads explode. You know, why is that? You know, it, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's nauseating. It really it is. I find it nauseating the lack of reverence towards God, my friends. We need to get back to that healthy respect. All right, we then we hear that fear of God. That doesn't mean a a cowering fear. It means a deep, healthy respect for an Almighty God who could wipe us off the face of this earth in a blink of an eye if He just so desired. Uh, I think people uh, misconstrue. Um, uh, uh, that mercy, that grace, the salvation that Jesus Christ provides and uh, feel like they no longer have to show that reverence towards God Almighty. And nothing can be further from the truth. Yes, Jesus Christ does forgive us our sins. He is, he is, uh, uh, is a loving God. 
and he does shine grace upon us. You know, he is, it, it, there's no, no doubting that whatsoever. You know, we can take heart in that. Praise God for that grace and that mercy. But don't cross the line of disrespect towards Jesus Christ. You know, I, I tell you, I'll be honest with you guys, and and this may offend some of you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's who all's watching. Like I said, this program I use goes to Facebook, so I can't see who's watching this morning. And so I'm not talking, I've never seen, at least those I see who have commented, I've never seen anybody post this stuff, but uh, Jesus is my, is my homeboy kind of thing. I hate that. I mean, to me, that's disrespectful uh, towards Christ. And like I say now, if you've, posted something like that and you say well he's talking about me at jerk well i'm a jerk but you know i'm not talking about anybody specific i have literally zero anybody in mind so don't don't think i'm talking about anybody specifically here but uh but i've seen that t-shirt out there <clears throat> or bumper sticker excuse me and um and i find that very disrespectful we have to be very careful remember we have to be as wise as serpents harmless as doves we have to be sensitive we have to be discerning uh to the holy spirit and we need to be aware of those secular humanistic philosophy and ideas that are that are uh, so easily uh can can seep into our thinking and can easily seep into the churches remember we are set apart as christians we are set apart from the world and we need to make that true stand against those things in the world. And the world's going to hate us. God's word is clear on that. He, the world, the world will hate us because they first hated him. They first hated Jesus Christ. So it's not going to be any shock or surprise. Good morning, Cheryl. Thank you, David. And uh, that the world is going to hate us. There's no, no you know, that's, that's going to happen. We can't, you know, be able uh, have real conflict, you know, when it comes to homosexuality. You know, I know it's a hot button topic. And, of course, everybody wants to say, well, God loves everybody. Well, uh, God showed his love uh, by sending his only son to show us the way. God showed mercy on the world by not destroying us and doing it all over again. But, do but God does not condone sin, people. I mean, come on. You cannot live in blatant, repentant, unrepentant sin and, and think God's going to condone that. That is, I don't care if you're gay or straight. If you're living a sinful lifestyle, God is not going to honor that and condone that. Now, uh, like I've said before, if uh, if you're a parent who's dealing, who has a who has a child who has uh, who are fighting homosexual tendencies, love that. That's still your child. Love them. All right, but try to get them the help. Pray over them. Cover them in prayer, but don't condone the action. See, I think a lot of Christians confuse that. They think that it's okay to, uh, because they're battling that, because they are a child or a grandchild, well, you know, the, the, that you make allowances for that. That's not how it works. Now, as I said before, <clears throat> if someone is battling homosexual tendencies, they have not acted on it or trying hard not to act on it, they're fighting that, they're trying to live for the Lord, well, then they're no different than any other Christian who's battling things out there. But if they are totally, completely unrepentant, and think that that's, uh, you know, no, it doesn't work that way. But again, that's not just homosexual. It's somebody who's, who's dealing with any kind of sexual sin or, or sin in general that you're unrepentant about. You know, it's, I don't mean just to harp on that one thing, but it just obviously it's, it's blatantly in our face. And that's something we see all the time. And I see that it's a real issue among Christians. But my friends, we've got to get back to having that healthy respect for Jesus Christ. We need to get back to being on fire for the Lord. You know, there's, there's such a lack of, 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 of people being truly on fire for Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, they're so apathetic. They're so complacent. They don't care anymore. And I don't get that. 
Man, we need to be all excited and on fire for Jesus Christ. Man, we want it. We should be. We have something the world is begging for. We have that peace. We have that joy overflowing that they're trying to find in alcohol and drugs and and relationships. They're searching for the very thing that we have. We should be excited of all people to say, "Man, let me tell you what God has done for me." You know. Uh, you know, tell my tree huggers, be a literal tree hugger, go out there and praise God, you know, and say, scream it from the mountaintops, man, that Jesus Christ is Lord. But you look at a lot of Christians and they look miserable, all right? <laughs> they just look like the world is coming to an end uh, with a look on their faces. And uh, we need to, to get back with making light of God and and fight against the secularistic, humanistic attitudes that we see that are trying to take Christianity out of everything and anything. You know, it's, it's so amazing uh, when you look at secularism, humanism, and how it's crept into our schools and our education system and in politics and um, uh, and how they, they've, they've fought hard to remove uh, a Christian flag from school board meetings, prayer from uh, football stadiums. And but all these people try to say, well, uh, that God doesn't exist. <clears throat> if God doesn't exist, then why are they so offended? Why do they get so tore up if he isn't real? Here's the thing. There is power in the name of Jesus. See, that's why they cower back. That's why they can't stand it. That's why they hate it. Because when you just say the very name of Jesus, it has power. It has authority. And that's why these people in the world, they, it's like turning a light on in an old house and the bugs scatter and scurry uh, off that dirty floor because they don't want to be in the light. That's why they get so upset because that light is shown and they are immediately brought under conviction and they don't want to feel that. And that's why they try to squelch that everywhere and anywhere that they can. My friends, the only way, you know, when I started out on this little devotion day, I was talking about this uh, 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 Johnson woman, the Michigan representative who's threatening Trump supporters. And the only way, you know, these, these liberals are bullies. And uh, this cancel culture is getting out of control. And the only way to fight against a bully is to stand up to them. And Christians, you're going to have to start standing up. We are not the world's doormat. I think that's the problem. I think a lot of Christians think we're the world's doormat. We're going to start standing up. And standing up in the face of these individuals and saying, no, no, Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ rose to the grave for me. Jesus Christ was beaten for me. I will not relent. I will stand strong and I will stand tall and I will stand in the face of anybody who tries to tell me I can't pray or tells me I can't live a Christian life. I will pray in a football stadium. I'll pray in a schoolroom. I will do, you know, when I was a substitute teacher, that's one great thing about these tattoos I've got here. You know, this one, uh, uh, when I was in the uh, in, uh, in the classrooms, uh, they said, what's what's uh, what's that tattoo? I said, oh, boy, I'm glad you asked. And I'd go over it because right here they have John 3.16. And then I could talk about that uh, no glove greater than, any, uh, than this, that a man that gives his life for his friends. I have on here the, uh, in, uh, in Latin, I don't know if you can see it there, there you go, the... Uh, uh, the uh, the Trinity and uh, uh, where it says Peter Father is not Phileas, uh no see no God is not oh my goodness to see God is not the Father Father is not the Son Son is not the the Father.
but God is the Father, God is the Son, God is the Holy Spirit. And I go over the Trinity. So see, I got to witness to these kids and they didn't even uh, uh, know, you know, they, you know they, I got to have a, a lesson right there in the school. But uh, Cheryl says, uh, if I feel fear and call the name of Jesus, it really makes me feel so much better. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of times, I'm uh, here lately, I don't know, for whatever reason, I've been battling a lot of nightmares. And um, and I, if I can't quote scripture, I'll just say in the name of Jesus. And you just feel that being pushed back, being pushed away. But my friends, there is great power in the name. There is power in the blood. There is power in Christ. And we need to show that reverence. We need to show that respect. And we need to, when we go before an almighty God, we need to not take that for granted be on our knees in prayer and give him that proper respect that is due him in private, in public, and in church. Let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, help us to push back against those who uh, uh, wish to, uh, to remove God from every aspect of our lives. Help us to stand strong and stand true against secularism and humanism. Have us, Lord, to show that respect to you each and every day. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them say this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, just pray there are several, several people on Facebook this morning that uh, are either battling or know someone who is battling covid and Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon these individuals and uh, that they will get through this without any problems or difficulties. Lord, be with those who have lost loved ones recently. Lord, I pray that you be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. And Lord, bring healing upon him. Give him peace, comfort, and strength. Lord, be with our sister in Christ, Wendy Lee, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Roger Winters, uh, Ginger Hood, Troy. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Linda David Feathers and uh, Lord, so many others. Uh, Lord, be with us this day. Lead us, guide, and will protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate all you guys for watching this morning. Sorry I went over a little, little longer than I normally do. Thank you, Darlene. Appreciate your kind words. And remember, if you always want to share these devotions, you can know, all your friends or family find me right here at Dr. Young 77. If they don't do social media, tell them, say, hey, you can watch live on uh, the website at flbconline.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, but it's audio only, no video, but you can listen to all of the devotions, all of our sermons that we do at the church, and you can listen as you're going out and about your day. My friends, I hope everybody has a great weekend, a blessed weekend. Don't forget, uh, Fat Life Bible Church, 118 Julie Lane, Dr. Vicky, I'll be bringing the morning message from 11 to 12. And then Sunday evening, online only, I'll be bringing our, continuing our study in First Peter at 6 o'clock. So, hope everybody has a great weekend, a blessed weekend. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.